Hello, and welcome to Dice Don't Die, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast. Hello, and welcome to Dice Don't Die's Deep Dive. Tonight, we're going to be tackling the topic of those oh-so-special locations known as the Plains. So grab your plane shift spell and get ready for some otherworldly shenanigans as we get ready for this dive. I'm Chad, and tonight, I'm talking with Beth. Hello! And David. Hey, everybody. So, I'm all for getting into some extra planar talk. But first, we're going to get into some personal fun. Beth? Heck yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought it might be nice to give an update. We haven't really talked much about like what we're up to. We have, but not in a while. So uh, your local GM is still pretty much at it. I did have to cut one game. Oh, no. I know. It was the game I was playing in. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just everybody's schedules ended up not uh, meeting up anymore. So, yeah, now I'm running in every other Tuesday, which is the Age of Ashes game. Every Wednesday... Uh, which is Extinction Curse. So both of those are Pathfinder 2. And then uh, we've switched to every other Sunday instead of every Sunday. And uh, that is Iron Gods Pathfinder 1. So, yeah, only one weekly game, though, which is good. I'm okay with that. I just, I, I wouldn't mind another weekly game if I got to play. I I... I'll have to figure it out for you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Monday is. Uh, I've been actually watching a um, a streamer play. They're doing a D and D fourth ed. I think it's called Junk Science. Uh, I'll have to look up the the name of the group. Every Monday at seven central time, they uh, or I think it's every other Monday, they play. D&D 4th Ed, and it is a hoot. It's so much fun. They have, like, six characters, and they're all characters. <laughs> so, yeah. It's alright. I, I I still got my video games. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a game I highly recommend to everybody called uh, Monster Train. So, it is a combative card game where you're but also tower defense yeah it's kind of weird i absolutely adore it highly recommend uh i also played the the, like triple a game outsiders outriders i always want to say outsiders it's outriders uh and it's really good too what about you david well the only tabletop game i'm doing is the age of ashes that Friendly neighborhood GM Beth here. Right. Hey, uh, other than that, it's a, b- a bunch of video games, uh, some TV series. Uh, I I I managed to uh, get a hold of somebody's 
I mean, totally pay for my own Disney Plus account. Um, <laughs> and I watched the Marvel series. Is N- not yet. I watched the Mandalorian. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I, I watched. Really. I watched all that. Um, Beth is showing an image of the child. Is that a Baby Yoda coaster? Uh, it is an eyeshadow palette. Oh, <laughs> branded <laughs> with baby, <laughs> baby Yoda. As of today, I think it went back in stock at ColourPop.com. It probably won't be in two months, but you can go check it out. Uh, and then, video game wise, um, I, this just this last weekend, I played through. Bowser's Fury uh, with my oh, son. Yeah. So it the Super Mario 3D World uh, was repackaged for the Switch mm-hmm. with Bowser's Fury attached to it. And it says it's two players, but it's more of those like one and a half player games. Yeah. The but second... that's kind of perfect for your son, right? Oh yeah, he loved it. And the the way it's that it's uh it's made is like he's actually very helpful because <laughs> he he can't be injured and he can run around and not only destroy all the enemies except for like the big Bowser boss but he can also collect like the weird coin over there that I'd have to jump over the lava pit to get nope he'll just float over there and get it oh that's awesome so this Bowser's Fury thing has a big uh, cat theme to it. Oh yeah, every, <laughs> every enemy is a cat. Cat Goomba, cat Bowser, cat uh, Koopa. Yeah, cat everything. I also saw a video of uh, Mario turning into a giant uh, Super Saiyan cat. Oh yeah, creature just <laughs> glowing, yet golden hair. It's like the lion. the, the Giga <laughs> Cat Bell or something. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That that is an accurate description. Yeah, I thought about getting that just for Heather, <laughs> just because of that stuff. I mean, I I got it mostly for the um, Super Mario 3D World. Yeah, be- because we, we had that for the Wii U, but that took like you know DVD discs things. And when my son was younger, he busted that disc. So, oh no. We've we've come full circle. <laughs> well, that sounds super enjoyable. What about you, Chad? Uh, well, as far as tabletops, um, once again, I'm playing the Age of Ashes with you guys. Uh, so that's going pretty well right now. What are we level eight now? Forget. Last I checked. Hey. That, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, and then I've got my um, weekly D and D game, which unfortunately one of the players, like his his real life job, has just due to COVID has become much much worse. He's had to take on a lot more responsibilities, and now he says he probably won't be able to play for like the foreseeable future. So that sucks. He's the healer, well, somewhat healer of the group. But he, but he's the the moral center of the group in the in our evil campaign. So yeah, now we're just gonna be evil. Oof! <laughs> the one <laughs> I, neutral character in an evil that. group. 
<laughs> no, he was the lawful good. Okay. I guess I'm. I was the chaotic neutral. So. <laughs> I guess uh, I can't do evil, Beth. I just can't. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, aren't you and your wife playing in the game together now? Uh, not yet. Uh, I don't have the means to set up remote play, and one of the players can't uh, play without everyone having their vaccines finished. Fair. So until that's ready. Fair and uh, responsible. But after that, yeah, I'll be setting. I'll be running a a D and D fifth edition game. So, so just to make everyone listening to this very clear, uh, we are pro vaccine on this podcast. Yes. Controversial. <laughs> Come at me. Yeah, at Let's me on Twitter, all you want. <laughs> Do not uh, care. It, it's it's science, people. Come at me, guys. Come at me on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter, so good luck. (laughs) Just come at me. It's probably for the best. Yeah. (laughs) What else you been doing? Uh, I mean, as far as video games, I've been, of course, I can't quit Skyrim. I just can't. That's terrible. It's probably like my 60th character. I don't know. That's how they get your money. I mean, not really. I don't keep paying extra for it. How many copies <laughs> have you bought? Okay, well, true. I I first had it for PC. Uh, then <laughs> what did I literally <laughs> just say? Then I had it for Xbox 360. Now Xbox One. If I, I'm tempted to get it on the Switch, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say the, the Switch. But no, I don't. I, I feel like that'd be weird to play on the Switch. Um, I was thinking about getting Diablo 3 for the Switch. Oh, God, that's really tempting, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, I'm playing um, Astral Chain on the Switch. It's a very fun, uh, kind of weird monster cop anime game. You've been playing that one for a while. Which can also have one and a half player co-op. <laughs> with somebody playing as your chained up monster pal. Yeah, the chain part is a little iffy. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it's actually very fun. <laughs> There's a lot I could say there. I'm not going to just going to move <laughs> on. You know what? That's actually a great transition point. Yes. Why don't we just go ahead and you know uh... what? in the game you do cross planes. Yep. So there we go. There we Boom. go. All right, y'all. So, first off, mm-hmm. I need my customary disclaimer. I can never start a topic and and not first have some sort of disclaimer. Uh, the planes are a literary tool. And I mean that in the nicest of ways. I'm not trying to insult the planes here. But what that means is they're created for the game uh, to create playable settings and Mm -hmm. places where monsters come from, right? Like they have a purpose in the game outside of story. So when you're creating a world, 
to play games in, it gets complicated. And that isn't always explained fully. Now, I will say the Game Mastery Guide that came out did a real good job of trying to clean up some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where most of our information today is going to come from. But nothing is perfect. <laughs> and there's going to be loopholes and things that don't quite make sense. I like to say that it's, you have to suspend a little bit of disbelief, right? Because this is an imaginary place. This ain't how the real world works. We have to have more fantasy than our already fantasy realm? Uh, Yes. I'm sorry to say it, but yes. Trying to tell me dragons don't exist. Nice try, Beth. You know what? You live your truth. <laughs> if you don't like any of the the planes rules that are outlined in the game mastery guide, or you don't like the rules that are outlined in any of the setting guides, that's fine. Honestly, this is for the Pathfinder setting, specifically. And I mean that very specifically some of you guys might say well what about starfinder technically that's an alternate reality so they are technically separate they are like things work a little bit differently so when we talk about the planes today we are talking how they work in the pathfinder campaign setting so that's pretty narrow we're not talking about dnd this ain't no dnd podcast oh. Oh, (laughs) traitor. I'm kidding. Uh, This isn't, you know, we're not talking about Starfinder. Like, this is very specific. So I wanted to kind of just get that out of the way. If you don't like it, make up your own rules. You can change these. Whatever you want to do at your table is what you do. Now. Unless you're not the G. If you're a player, no, you can't do that. That is a very fair point. Uh. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Uh, and and okay. also, if you, if you just want to make a plane that you can open for, like, as a cantrip and just fire, like, 47d20 fire damage, that's probably going to break the game. <laughs> Only oh, maybe. Oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. I'm going to bring that up to our next game, Ben. So, Not gonna all happen. within the <laughs> realm of realism. <laughs> realism. <laughs> It's not going to happen unless Beth gets to use it against us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I'm just glad we're talking about planes today because my whole background in like aviation, that's really, like, this is really okay. going to work out Thank for what we're you. talking about, right? Planes <laughs> that drop in these demons. It's. I literally have a question in here that says, what are planes? Well, they're not the type you can fly. <laughs> I am sorry to disappoint. But what about the propeller? No, there's no propeller. Uh, The Wright brothers would be shamed. It's true. If there's no propulsion, it's just a glider. (sighs) No. Not that type of plane. When we're talking about what planes of existence are, it gets a little muddy. 
So they're not the type you can fly. Uh, we're not talking about outer space. That is part of the material plane. That's, again, that's one reality. But I say reality, it's not quite right. Um, sometimes you will hear or, or read specifically of a plane being called a reality, but technically they're all part of a continuous reality. Now, time may flow different between planes, but it is one reality. Uh, they're not, so they're not space, they're, they're not quite realities. Uh, they're not dimensions, because that's actually its own thing. You can make a pocket dimension. We're going to We'll go, don't worry. We'll reach back to that at some point. Um, <laughs> and they're definitely not timelines. So really popular in the MCU right now is the concept of all these timelines because of the stuff that happened in, in game. That's not this. We're strictly for the planes. Again, time works differently but it's still the same timeline. Uh, the best way uh, I would describe it is a multiverse, where you have these cosmoses, um, almost, now this isn't a perfect analogy, very few analogies are, but you can kind of think of it like the marbles at the end of uh, Men in Black. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like that. The entire universe was in a marble, and it was thrown in a bag with a bunch of other universes. That's kind of how this is. Mm -hmm. And we'll go over it, but even the bag has a name. It's called The Great Beyond. Or how uh, Futurama had that one episode where they made, they had a they had a machine that would make other universes, but then every other universe had a machine that was also making every other universe, and they kept bump, bumping into everybody else's universe, and eventually, every universe just had a box that contained their own universe. <laughs> no, I I don't remember that. I'm sure I've seen it, um, but I don't remember that one. That one's pretty good. But yeah, it, it's very much like that. Um, it, it's very hard to conceptualize, and I understand that, uh, but we're going to do the best that we can. Uh, you will also sometimes see it referred as a cosmos. So reality, I'm kind of iffy on that one, uh, multiverse, co cosmos, all of it can be used interchangeably. The one thing in common with all planes is that they embody some functional aspect of quote unquote reality. So this is elements, this is energies, this is alignments. The rules of the universe each have their own plane of existence. And they, on those planes, you know, we talked about monsters from the plane of pure law. Well, what does that look like? Um, each has their own rules or laws of reality. Have I lost everybody yet? 
I'm I'm just picturing like a like it's like a, a PBS show with just stars and planets in the background. Yeah. Um that's kind of how this is, but bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so for today, th- this is very complicated. Mm. Uh again, because it was written for a purpose, right? We have to have a place where all the different monsters come. And those have to have kind of their own rules. And this allows for a lot of different adventures and types of creatures and all that kind of stuff. So there was a purpose in writing the cosmos the way that it is. Mm-hmm. So what that means is it gets complicated and it gets complicated fast. <laughs> but today, we're going to talk about the inner and the outer planes. And, and so we're talking about groups of planes. We're not really going to be talking about like each individual plane in depth. That would get boring fast, in my opinion. I don't know, Chad, do you want to talk about the plane of fire for an extended uh, 25 minutes? Oh my god, let's do it. Uh, oh yeah, let's I mean, you that. know me, I probably could. Honestly, but it, I'm not going to. We could just go to the weatherman. Hey, how's the plane of fire? It's very hot. It's very hot. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway. Sorry, weather How person. much deodorant do you think they have to give out there? Honestly, I think the uh, sweat just like burns right off, so they don't even get That's BO. true. Well, they wouldn't get sweat, but would they still get BO, though? Or would it just smell like... Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> would it just smell like nitroglycerin everywhere? Which, strangely enough, smells like caramel? I have no words. <laughs> Wait. Nitroglycerin smells like caramel? I learned this from... Sarah's not here, and we are off the rails. (laughs) This is alchemist stuff. (laughs) Anyway, so we're not going to be talking about uh, individual planes, but we are going to be talking about groups of planes. So I wanted to start with the inner planes. And the reason I want to start there is because I'm the center of the universe. What I mean by that, it, it absolutely is true. Everybody who agrees gets a hero point. Exactly. No, the material plane. What we, what the plane of existence that Galarian and the universe uh, is in, that is the material plane. The plane in which 99% of your characters are born in, that's going to be the material plane. That is our reality. But to get there, you actually have to go through multiple layers. So I think of this, the the Game Mastery Guide uses the onion analogy. Everybody likes the onion analogy for layers. I think of it more like nesting dolls. Where... They don't necessarily get smaller, but each one kind of has similarities with the next. Uh, Because they do. 
as much as um, there may be very small similarities. But when you when you think about the outer shell of a, a nesting doll, in this case, in the universe's case, for the inner sphere, that's your fire. So your layers for your universe, or not universe, your cosmos, for the inner sphere is fire, earth, water, air. And all of those surround the material plane, circling it. So we are the center of the universe. Well, that's not quite true. And the actual center, the forces of creation. So these are realms of the positive and the negative energy. And they're just in the center, just swirling around chaotically at the center of the inner sphere. Um, so yeah, the heart of the, of the cosmos is the material plane. And uh, that's where everything starts. M the, the plane of mortal life, which is weird <laughs> because it is actually the most recent plane created. Because we're special. Aww. It's true. So, when you die, you leave the mortal plane. And you kind of go on a journey. And next time we're going to kind of move through that journey. But just keep that in mind as we're talking. Because the fact that your mortal soul leaves the material plane is actually what makes all of the planar system work. So just keep that in mind. But th the reason that the mortal plane is important and these souls are important is we are the focus of divine attention, which is kind of crazy. We were created by the deities that are out in the outer sphere on their own planes of existence, right? Our world was created by them and, and our, they focus completely on us for reasons. Entertainment. <laughs> So I've tracked it down to three things. But yeah, entertainment, definitely up there. I have um, creation. They wanted to create something to create it. Um, they had, because they had a hand in creating it, they are invested in its continued existence we're not going to say healthiness uh because we're talking even the evil deities have uh, have an invested interest uh worship they want the gods wanted to be worshiped so they're going to create the beings to worship them right i think that tracks mm 
Mm -hmm. um, and then because they need these souls. Souls power the planes. Literally. Uh, we'll kind of talk about why a little bit later. Uh, but they do. They absolutely power the planes, how big they are, how much power the creatures they hold. All kinds of stuff. So when the material plane is providing those souls, the realms, the planes of these deities are doing well. So now, does this mean that, uh, like, it, it's like uh, a you know being in the material plane, you know, dedicates their life to a certain god that lives in a certain other plane of existence? Like, does that make their plane of existence stronger. Yeah, if if their soul goes to that plane, which they're a worshiper of, so that would make sense. Okay. It doesn't always end that way. Okay. Okay. I, I'm 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 tr I'm trying to draw like this, like flowing diagram of so souls that get categorized into <laughs> who, who, what kind of a life did you live? What. Who did you devote your so life to? So let me explain it like this. Now, we're going to go more in depth in this next time. But okay. what you're talking about is called the river of souls. Okay. So when you die and your soul physically leaves your body, it transitions to this river that, bypass, uh, that, that goes through a bunch of different planes. So you travel along this river through all of the layers, all of the nesting dolls, to the boneyard, which is an outer plane. We're going to go over the, them in a second. Because they're structured very differently. Where the inner spheres, or planes, are uh, nesting dolls. The outer planes is a soup. <laughs> Uh, and to get into the soup, you have to go through the boneyard, which is where you get judged <laughs> and then get distributed to your plane. And bone soup. In your soup. You so got, you, gotta let, let let's... That, you gotta let that boil for a while to get mm -hmm. a good bone broth going there. <laughs> exactly. Yum. So let me, well, let's go ahead and, and talk that soup and out. I love analogies, especially when we're talking about kind of a weird concept as planes. Uh, but the soup of the outer planes starts with a broth, right? The chaos that everything else is mixed in. In this, that is the maelstrom. It is the chaos that fills that space. If you think about it in the terms of our universe, when we think about space, we think of vacuum, of nothing, right? Of emptiness. That isn't quite accurate, but you kind of get it, right? We're kind of floating through this 
uh, emptiness. That is not the case when we're talking about the outer sphere. The maelstrom is chaos incarnate, moving and changing and constantly boiling. So when I use the soup analogy here, it's sometimes literally a broth of primordial soup. Hmm. And when it's uh, floating in this soup, you have all the other outer planes. So, you know, you have hell, you have heaven mixed. I would say sprinkled. So this is your herbs that are mixed all throughout your soup. Uh, if we're keeping with that analogy. Uh, is something called the abyss. It is a rot in the uh, maelstrom, but it is its separate, like little pockets of planes uh, mixed throughout. But then you have, um, you know, like I said, heaven, hell. The abyss, if we're sticking with rotten, that's like your bad potatoes. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nirvana, uh, Elysium, technically the Boneyard is right at the um, entrance, so it distributes the souls, but the Boneyard is technically an outer sphere plane. Um, Octu and Axis. So that, that's just some examples. But there, you know, are a bunch of different planes just kind of swimming around in this primordial soup. Where the soup metaphor kind of weakens a little bit is the borderlands. So when the maelstrom touches a plane of existence, there is a bleeding effect where the chaos of the maelstrom um, kind of gnaws at the, pl the whatever plane's edges. So in this case, if we're talking about hell, the maelstrom is constantly trying to gnaw at its edges. And if it can, it will eat it. It will take control of it. Uh, I'll give you two guesses what staves off the borderlands. The border? No, human souls, of course. Oh. Next guess is going to be Border Patrol. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what they use mortal souls for. It's just strengthen their realm so that the maelstrom doesn't literally consume them. So that's why they have a vested interest in the material plane. They need souls to power their shield generators. Yes. That is very good. So I talked about the abyss a bit, uh, and I talked about the boneyard. Those are the two things that I would say are separate, where the uh, everything else is kind of mixed into the chaos. The boneyard is the only way to get into the chaos, and then the um, well. The prop will we'll not say the only way, the proper way to get into the chaos. And then, uh, like I said, the abyss is constantly just sprinkled everywhere. Now, 
you may be asking why the abyss hasn't just taken over everything. Uh, and that is because they are just pure chaos and uh, are more likely to fight with themselves than take over anything. So it's like the British Parliament. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. It's very interesting when you think about the Boneyard's role. Like, yes, it's part of the Outer Plains, but only kinda. Like, so the the Boneyard, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit, this one, like, specific realm. Boneyard is the realm of Phrasma, right? Who is the goddess of death. Fantastic lady. Absolutely love her. Gotta love Phrasma. But she is a being of neutrality, right? She just wants to send the souls where they're supposed to go and move on. So what happens is each plane has like a representative, like a deity or something um, that's part of a guild that's in the boneyard. And each guild represents a plane of existence and will take the souls that are due them, essentially. And it's all supposed to be very orderly, very precise, but you can fight for souls. So if there's a particular soul that you think your plane deserves, but another plane like tries to claim it, like you can fight about it. And so all I can picture is just like, a bunch of people fighting over my grandma or something, you know? <laughs> Just like, it's very weird to conceptualize. I like it. it, yeah. it the, the boneyard is cool. Like, that's where you have the psychopomps, the, you know, the people who guide through the river of souls. Uh, and the river of souls is also a really cool concept. This idea that, that it is something that passes through all of the planes, but is technically like its own thing, uh, is really, really cool. Um, just the, the, the planes in general are, are really creative, uh, even if they don't always make sense. So, yeah. Any questions? Did I explain that okay? So, the soup analogy is kind of fun. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the soup. <laughs> the soup is. Trust me, I uh, worked hard on that. Um, I'm I'm thinking. I, I thought I mentioned this when we were talking about um, like neutral beasts or something from the bestiary. Or maybe it was when we were like trying to figure out what what a what a neutral champion would be. Mm -hmm. But I I th I had suggested that like maybe neutral is like logistics of the universe. Like things have to be done. It's not good. It's not bad. But it has to happen. Which is Phrasma sending Absolutely. souls along their path, whatever. Yeah. But then at the same time, you have these other representatives who, you know, are not necessarily neutral because they're aligned with whatever their plane of existence is. So they're fighting, trying to steer a soul one way or the other, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like exactly. I, I, I picture like a, like, a, like a king's court 
or a queen's court in in this if if Phrasma even has a gender, I don't know. Um, uh, I think whenever I've seen her referenced, it is she, her. Okay. Um, so in, in, in this queen's court, she, you know, she sits at the head and everyone else is just, you know, hit, I love the, this hitting their gavel. Like, no, I, I deserve number. Exactly. Like whatever. you were talking about in like parliament. Yeah. 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 Oh man. This is I, I honestly want to write a short story about this. This is so such a cool concept. But yeah, uh when I was reading about the River of Souls, it it was honestly one of the things that the planes that it interests me the most. The journey a soul will take to go to the plane that they're, you know, meant to be at. Uh is is such a cool concept. Uh and the last adventure path, I think we've talked about this many, many moons ago, um, but the last adventure path of Pathfinder 1 deals with this. You go to the Boneyard hmm. and uh, you meet a Psychopomp. Essentially, you wake up not dead. Uh, like, you are very much alive, but you are in the Boneyard. Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. There's a couple of playthroughs online now. I highly recommend um, watching somebody play that adventure path through because it was fun. What was the name of it? Tyrant's Grasp. Okay. Heard of that. Yeah, definitely, definitely recommend because uh, the Boneyard is just a really neat place. So in the Boneyard, there's actually a moon, uh, but it's not like the moon that's in the Earth's sky, uh, it's a deity uh, called Grome or Groom. Uh, and he just wants the destruction of everything. He just is like <laughs> the god of, uh, of death and emptiness. Just like, let it end. I just always, um, whenever I think about him, I always think about like Eeyore. Was just gonna be like that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. He just destroy the universe. Doesn't want to destroy it. He just wants it to end. Oh. You ever just wake up and you're just like, I'm over it? That's him every day. So, so this is the emo moon. Yes, it's great. I thought for a second it was gonna be like the, the angry moon from Majora's Mask, but no, it's not that. Thank goodness. That thing gives me the weirds. That still terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm, I have nightmares. Although now I want to play that game. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, that does lead us to the end. So next the time, end. we're going to go over more of the Rivers of Soul. So we're going to follow that path. Uh, we're going to talk about the transitive planes. So we're going to talk about where my uh, Russian doll analogy breaks down, but my soup analogy gets even stronger. Uh, and then we're going to talk about dimensions because, like I said, you can't call the planes their own dimension because they're slightly different. So we're going to talk about that. I, I love this. I'm, I'm picturing Venn diagrams. I'm picturing... Charlie connecting all the points in the room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. 
the 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 planes discussion only gets better from here says me <laughs> the person who's a lore junkie <laughs> Uh, but for today, that will do it for us. Uh, Chad, you want to take us out? Why not? Well, folks, I think that's all we have to say about planes. There's no way there's anything else to cover on this topic. Guys, we did it. Perfect one shot. What's that? I, um, I literally just said we're going to talk about this again next week. Okay, well, that's kind of awkward. Yeah, you wrote that outro too soon. Man, I can't <laughs> believe you guys. Fine. Guess I was wrong, everybody. Well, we're only halfway there. Come check in next time to hear more about the planes. But until then, remember, dice don't die. But player characters do. I almost wanted to scream, living on a prayer. Thanks for listening to Dice Don't Die. Hey, if you like what we do, please visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dice Don't Die. Or email us at DiceDon'tDiePod at gmail.com. The intro and outro song, Crunk Night, were created by Kevin McLeod. More of his work, and the work of many others, can be found royalty-free at filmmusic.io. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next adventure.